Welcome back, guys. It's Anne-Marie and Dr. Jamie for another episode of Beauty from the Inside Out. And this is one of my favorites. I absolutely love talking about supplements. So I'm biased here. I'm a little excited for this episode. Me too, because I know nothing about supplements except what you tell me to take. And I don't even read about it. I just take it because you told me to. So it's perfect. (laughs) Maybe I'll understand exactly what it is that I'm taking and why it makes me feel so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's such it's an interesting topic because it's such big business and it's such a market, but also it's so imperative for so many people to feel well. So how do you figure out and navigate it when like there's there's just so much crap out there, to be honest with you, um, and people get really apprehensive and scared. And then I also think, you know, it's an interesting subject because the conventional medical society tends to frown upon it because they don't have the same control over it the way that they do with pharmaceuticals. So let's go. Let's jump in because yeah. I can talk about this forever. I know. And it's what's crazy is like, it's not just a trendy thing now. Like supplements have been around forever. I mean, like the vitamin shop and GNC, all those places have been promoted supplements since I, since I have a memory. So- I'm not even kidding you when I tell you that my first job was at GNC. No way. I, I'm not kidding you. I was 16 years old. I mean, I shouldn't say my first job because I grew up a gymnast. So I always worked in the gym coaching and doing birthday parties. But like my first non-gymnastics job was at GNC. And I was 16 years old and I was working the, sh- the store at GNC. And my manager would tell me, listen, the more you sell, the more you make because there's a commission here. So your Amazing. goal is to sell <laughs> as much as you possibly can. And there were always incentives, you know, like buy two, get one. Yeah. 16 years old and people would come in and they'd ask for things like inositol. And in my What home, is that? Yeah, right? And and I would be like, I don't even know. And then my manager would be like, okay, well, if they're trying to pass a drug test and they know they're going to fail it, they'll take this. And here I am, no like way. 16 years old. Yes. It was oh my, my first God. job. So you were definitely meant diving. to be doing this. You, <laughs> this was definitely your calling. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and now I'm always telling people, I'm like, do not go to GNC and let their <laughs> let their employee just tell you what to take. I'm not bashing GNC because they sell some good things. But what I am bashing is this incentive. Yes. Yeah, them, I mean, that's just everywhere. I mean, obviously. I was 16 years old selling stuff I never even heard of. So whatever. that's crazy. Um, okay, so let's dive right into it. So, you know, for, for me, the first thing I think about supplements, I, I have this like vision in my head of like people like setting up those little like plastic containers with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and like this bunch of pills. And I was so I was always like, oh my God, that's a lot of stuff. Like what are you taking that stuff for? It always fascinated me. And I never really took any vitamins growing up. I never talk like took any supplements. It's a very, very new thing for me. So, but I've seen people do it all the time. And I see like so many influencers, like I always go back to posting, I'm taking this, I'm taking that, I'm taking this and whatever. So let's break it down. Let's say what's bull, what's good, what should definitely avoid because you're just like messing up your gut for no reason unnecessarily. And let's do it. Yeah. You tell okay. us. <laughs> all right. So the first thing is it doesn't matter right off the bat what you're taking, it matters what the quality of it is. And I will tell you right now that if you're taking, if you go into your vitamin cabinet in your house and you pull out all the vitamins, turn them around, look at the ingredients, 
if any of them have red, yellow, FCD, number 80, 70, like, first of all, the concept of putting synthetic colors and dyes into something that you're supposed to take every day to be healthier blows my mind. But yeah, you'll find them in a lot of the conventional products. And what do we know about these synthetic colors and dyes and ingredients? They cause a lot of issues with attention, neurological issues, inflammatory issues. So here these people are taking this like, let's say multivitamin um, and they open up the bottle and it's really pink and pretty and it looks awesome. Like why, who cares? You're about to put it in your mouth and swallow it. And so some of the biggest brands out there, like the ones that we all know about, they are loaded with things that should not be in a pill that you're taking to be healthier, right? So that's the first thing. Like, what is in there? If you're taking vitamin D and you turn around and you look at the ingredients and it says vitamin D, or maybe it says, you know, vitamin D um, and some like cod liver oil or something. Well, okay, great. You know exactly what you're taking. If it gives you all these crazy colors and ingredients and dyes, like for what? Right, get rid of that right off the bat. Like we don't need fragrances, we don't need flavors, we don't need colors. So is it just making it like a little bit like prettier to the eye for you to take it, making it smell better? Is that it's is it just like a mental thing to 100%. make people take it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, which is okay. to me absolutely ludicrous so there's no benefit if anything it could hurt you yeah i mean also you want to think about like you're you're taking more pills to try and be healthier but yet they're filled with things that we don't want so that's okay. sort of one thing is is what is in your product if you have a product and there is no ingredient list get rid of it if they can't tell you what's in there you don't want you you should not be taking that the other thing that i'm really big on and i understand that this is a little bit harder for people to figure out but you need to know that whoever is making your supplement is third-party testing it. And here's why. The supplement market is largely unregulated. That's one of the downfalls to it. The That it's unregulated allows for more companies, more people, more product to be pushed into the market without it being really tested across the board to see that A, what's in it is really in it and that it's safe. When companies self-elect to do third-party testing, they're basically saying, we trust in our product so much that we're going to bring an outside company with no bias to come in and test and prove to you that it is what it should be in there. It's what says it doesn't have any of these ingredients. So third-party testing is really important since supplements are unregulated. Now, what does that look like? That might mean it has something called a USP, which is a stamp that you can find on the bottle. It might have a GMP, which is a good manufacturing processes. Um, if you go to the website, if they third-party test, most of the time, they're going to say we third-party test our supplements because it's expensive to do it. So if they do it for the... I was going to say, if it doesn't say, it means they haven't done it because they, they did. They definitely want you to know about it and they want to advertise There would be no reason why somebody would not want to put that unless they third-party tested and got really bad results. Maybe they don't want to put it then because they don't want to reveal what the third-party testing is. I don't know. But definitely want to make sure that you are using a product that either has good manufacturing processes, it has, you know, a, a stamp of, of approval from a third party test. I often will send people to something like Consumer Labs because they do have a pretty good um, uh, library of supplements that have been tested and not everything is there, of course. But anyway, so you really want to make sure that you are getting a reputable product and or it's from a reputable source. You also want to think about um, risk benefit ratio and pill burden these are two things that like the general person doesn't think about when they're looking at their vitamins 
the risk benefit ratio is is this supplement or product or vitamin or mineral whatever it is does it have a a greater chance of benefiting me with a low risk you don't want something that has a high risk whether the risk be it doesn't work whether the risk be it's expensive whether the risk be it causes you know racing heart because it's too high in caffeine so you want to think about what you're taking and the why behind it and then the second part of that is pill burden and that goes back to what you just said which i think is really interesting is i have so many people that will come in and they are taking 15 to 30 pills a day and in my head i'm like wow you're 36 years old and you're taking 30 plus pills a day like unbelievable we have to stop this because the more pills you take the more it, it it has a burden if you will on emotional on physical on gut on all of those things so like we don't really want to take something we don't need and then the third part of that is the more pills you have the less likely you are to take them so let's say i tell amory amory i want you to take a probiotic every day and i also want you to take glutamine because you had some inflammation in your gut and i also want you to take vitamin d because your lo- your levels were low well you can get on board with all three of those because it seems like a reasonable and and easy thing to do now if i give you let's say 22 other pills to take you start to do this thing where it's like I'm going to take some of these today. I'll take some of these tomorrow. Oh, I forgot to take the other half of them because it's so overwhelming that you just sort of either divide and conquer and then you don't wind up getting them every day and or you forget. So, um those are right off the bat the things that I always talk to people about. Okay. Wow, that was a lot of information. <laughs> I love it when you go on your little know, like moments and I was like, "Wow." Okay, so I guess let's make it even simpler. Let's try to eliminate the 30 pills a day unless a doc I mean is any doctor prescribing you 30 pills a day? Like I'm going to say like you should stop doing that unless a doctor recommends that but does anybody that knows what they're doing recommends you 30 pills a day? Sadly all the time, especially No. Yeah, people will get I mean, listen, it's a big money market and that's meaning because they're selling their own pills, yeah. right? So it's Or... not like they're selling like outside sources or they're getting I guess just like pharmaceuticals they're getting a commission on selling the supplements. Right, exactly. Now here's the other thing wow. too like let's say somebody goes to their doctor and they get um a birth control pill and they get a pill for their acne and they get a pill for their migraines and they get a pill for I'm trying to give like real like life everyday kind of thing yeah. right so they have a birth control they have a pill for their acne they have a pill for their migraines so now they have three meds um and let's say they also take like one other for let's say immune function right okay so now they have four medicines from their doctor but they still want to do something for their skin so then they go see somebody natural who tells them to take you know this skin health vitamin and then also they that person tells them to take you know the B vitamin complex for their migraines and then that person also tells them to take dim because they're on birth control. So now we're adding a supplement to counter the effects of the four medications. So now we're off the bat we're up to eight. And then it's like, okay, well you have those, but we also have to think about wellness. And then we start putting in all these wellness things. Like you can see how easily it goes from like, oh, nothing to I'm taking, you know, 30 pills a day. I just had a client yesterday and she did one of those subscription um companies where it's like fill out the questionnaire and we're going to give you your personalized vitamins which listen I understand like it's personalized medicine and people are really looking for that 
but I'm not kidding you. She had like flatten your tummy, de-bloat, pre-workout, digest your foods better, brain health, calm down at night, wake up in the morning. And it was like, oh my God, that that made me so stressed out. The thought of all those things. 27 pills a day. And it was like some in the morning that are going to wake her up and they were adaptogens and caffeine. And then she had some in the afternoon that were going to help her digest. And then she had some after her meal and some before her workout and some at bed to help her calm down. And I was like, whoa i mean that's crazy because i know that you you recommend the supplements when needed but like shouldn't just be shouldn't you just be able to wake up naturally when you have a balanced diet and then you just have your regular cup of joe right like i mean shouldn't that just be the 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 goal? goal for sure and and i i mean let's not paint a picture where I'm anti-supplement because as you know I know you're not I know most of my clients are prescribed supplements for the chief complaint of why they come in right you came in really bad gut we had you on like six pills it was like a antimicrobial for your gut and a probiotic and a gut healing thing but what was the thing that I made very very clear my goal is to get you off of these as fast as possible yeah and we did and it's like well should i continue them no if you're not still experiencing the symptom we don't just stay on things for you know eternity or whatever so the idea is to um use them to heal but not necessarily to need them to your point about well also i mean in 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 all fairness you you know you had done a test you checked my stool you checked the the we had done some blood work which obviously that's not where we're going down this road, but you knew exactly what to target. You knew what the issue was. And I feel like if you were just going to like, if I was going to go sign up for one of those websites, I probably would have really messed up myself even more by adding all of those things into my system. Yeah, or like, you just it, wouldn't have gotten better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You exactly. Know. So, so I guess like the, the moral of the story is let's just let's read the ingredients number one and foremost right and let's understand what's in it if there's no ingredients bye-bye garbage um and um and i guess you know when possible you should definitely get a professional recommendation on all of these supplements especially if you are i guess experiencing some kind of discomfort in any of these areas we talked about right because like you said, there's so much out there. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. But now let's talk about if somebody does not have any issues, does not have a gut issue, doesn't have a skin problem, but they want to get ahead of the curve and they want to take the right things to just keep it all going. Do we take a prebiotic? Do we yes. take a probiotic? Do we take vitamin D, vitamin B? Like, I think that would be a question that I think a lot of people would have. You know, I'm good. I'm great. But I want to do better than I am. What do you say to that? I think that we're looking now at preventative medicine. And there are times where you can't get everything that you need from your diet or from your lifestyle. And situations like that will allow us to bring in supplements that can be incredibly helpful. So let's go through them, right? Let's go through systems wise. If you are somebody who is focused on cognitive function and maybe you have a family history of Uh, dementia, or you just really want to protect your brain, you notice that you're not focusing well, Um, are there things that we could take from the perspective of brain health? For sure. Now, what I will tell you is don't pump yourself full of, you know, resveratrol or ginkgo biloba for your brain health. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that yeah. one. Yes. You are, you know, consuming a ton of alcohol, not sleeping at night, eating crappy, right? Like you have to do the, the lifestyle things first. But let's say that you sort of get those things in check and you want to support those systems. Absolutely. We can think about neurologically brain health. I have a lot of clients who love to put MCT oil in their coffee in the morning because it really does act as an, a fuel. What's MCT oil? It's medium oil? chain triglyceride. It's coconut oil. Um, it's how Bulletproof, okay. that whole Dave Asprey and Bulletproof really came off of the idea of using MCT and butter. And, and it's like a, it's a drop that you put into your drink yep. in the morning. Oh, can I put that in my matcha? You sure in the can. Actually, okay, I, put it I like that. Every morning. Okay, well, I'm going to add that to and my new list. Well, of the things. idea is that, like, it's, you know, it's supportive of brain function and cognitive uh, health and those kind of things. Now, could somebody add that? Yes. Could somebody say, oh, well, I heard that, you know, some of the B vitamins are really good for brain function and I want to make sure that I have them. You can. We have to think about each system and what your goal is. If somebody comes to me and says, what can I do for anti-aging? Well, I mean, that's a huge market and there's a lot of different areas. What are we thinking about with anti-aging? If we're thinking about skin, are we thinking about making sure that we have enough of our essential fatty acids so that our skin stays you know, supple? Isn't that where resveratrol falls into? Like it's very trendy right now, the yes, anti-aging? Exactly. Not the, it's not an essential okay. fatty acid, but like sometimes people will be like, well, how do I, you know, my skin? And we'll talk about um, fish oil and we'll talk about omega-3s for balancing skin. And it's hard to get enough of that in your diet, especially if you don't eat a lot of fish. And even if you do, like we don't know the numbers. So somebody would say, well, I want to take fish oil every day because it's got a lot of benefit to, to brain function, to skin function and to cardiovascular. And to that, I would say, heck yes, absolutely. Taking fish oil sounds like a great like addition to your plan, right? So there are absolutely supplements. So I'm a big fan of that. If we're thinking about um, gut health, prebiotics and probiotics. Now, some people don't need probiotics because they don't have gush gut issues. They eat yogurt and kimchi and kombucha and fermented foods, and they have a lot of fibers in their prebiotic, getting their prebiotics. That person might not need probiotic, but to the other person who t teeters on maybe some constipation, they really can't tolerate a lot of the prebiotic foods. Like That person might say, I feel better. I have a more normal bowel movement when I take a probiotic every day. Fantastic, right? We're doing something good. Wait, yeah. I have a question. I have two questions before I forget. Okay, so quickly, if you are vegan, you're not doing fish oil. What's a good answer vegan to that? Vegan They make it from algae in the ocean. Okay, perfect. Okay, and number two, I am, I myself am super confused about when people write prebiotic and probiotic. Can you explain it to me? Like, what the difference is with those two? Because I think a lot of people have that yeah. question. I think a lot, like, what's the difference between those Absolutely. two? Absolutely. The probiotic is the beneficial bacteria. It is a bacteria that we know the gut needs to thrive in balance. So generally speaking, probiotics are acidophilus, bifidobacterium, lactobacillus, saccharomyces. These are the actual cultures of bacteria in the product. That's a probiotic. A prebiotic does not have any bacterial cultures in it, but it's the, in, the I don't know, I want to say ingredients. It's the things that the probiotic needs to be able to thrive. So a prebiotic is generally a fiber that the 
probiotic thrives on. So imagine the probiotic being the seed that you put into the garden. If the soil is depleted of all of its nutrients and necessary things to grow, you can put all the seeds you want in there, but the flower is not going to grow that well. well. What do you do? So do you take both, like one in the morning, well, one at can. night? Like how do so, you do that? So what would you do in the soil situation? You would add in fertilizer. So think of the prebiotic as really enabling the area of the gut to support the growth of the probiotic. Now, not everybody needs prebiotics. Most people, if they're eating a really good diet with lots of fibers, they have a good balance of bacteria, they don't necessarily need it. Or let's say there's somebody who is just taking a probiotic because they happened to get a sinus infection and they were on 10 days of antibiotics. And now they're taking the probiotic because they don't want to get yeast infection. That individual is less likely to need the prebiotic because it's more of a, an acute situation where they're taking the probiotics because the ones that they had were probably killed with the antibiotic therapy. The person who needs the prebiotic generally is somebody who maybe has longer prolonged gut issues and probiotics have not worked for them in the past. They might find that they do better on probiotic therapy when they add the prebiotic in. So do they take it together typically? It like that's whenever they take one, they take the other or it not depends. There are some probiotics that have prebiotics in them and they like you'll look at it and on the label it'll say F. Oh, yeah, okay. They come F-O-S, together. Or it'll say okay. inulin fibers. And then there are others that are just by themselves prebiotic fibers. Got it. Okay, well, that makes a lot sense. That whole like diagram with the dirt and the flower <laughs> and the seed. It totally makes sense now. Um, okay, so one more thing I wanted to talk about was I got a lot of questions about like, oh, I'm feeling a little discomfort, like indigestion, this, the other, but they don't really think they have a gut issue and maybe they don't. So they're like, oh, I want to take like a digestive enzyme. I want to take something like anti-gas and anti-inflammatory. What's the right approach to that from the supplement perspective? Yeah. Like what should they be looking for? What okay. should they avoid? I get this question a lot too. It'll be like, I'm so bloated. Should I go? And then they find like deep bloat, gas, like all these different things to bloating, right? Yes. So the answer is never going to change. I know you guys are going to start to catch on when, as you listen to every episode that I'm going <laughs> to answer every single question with. It depends. But obviously, um, if there's something that you're eating and it doesn't make you feel good, we need to get rid of that food. But let's say it's like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cabbage. They are typically gassy foods or beans, right? They, For most people, they provide more gas. It's not horrible smelling and keeled over in pain, but like they're just, they just have more sulfur. They have more gas. Like they just create gas. So somebody might say, well, what can I take there? Well, you can definitely take something that has, you know, a digestive enzyme in it because it might help you digest it a little bit more. And there's things like amylase and pancreatase and bromelain and papain. These are all enzymes. Or there's like, you know, the traditional gas X pills and like they're just going to help you in the moment but they're not fixing the issue so if somebody needs to take something uh we call it prn which means as needed go ahead take it i always give people digestive enzymes on thanksgiving they eat too much they need help supporting and digesting it right so yes do that but if you experience a symptom every single day no matter what you eat or no matter like that is something that needs to be looked into more deeply I know that sometimes when I eat really spicy red tomato sauce, it repeats on me. It's not because I can't, it just does. And so I might need to then take deglycerized licorice, which is like a nice demulcent and I chew it and it feels better. 
um, that's this sort of situation where you're like, okay, if I'm going to do it, I know I might not feel great and, and it is what it is. But if it's something like no matter what you eat every day, you're feeling the same symptom, like you want to look into that a little bit more. But back to your question about digestive enzymes, here's my thought. Every now and then, every single one of us is going to eat something that we need help digesting. That's where a digestive enzyme comes in. Take it and you're going to feel better. If you find yourself needing to take two enzymes before every meal, after every meal, you have an issue with your gut and you need to rebalance it because that's not normal. You're just putting a band-aid on it, right? Like you're just not actually getting to the bottom of the issue. So anything that you are going to depend on the digestive enzyme, it's something that you need to rethink or maybe you should not be eating. Maybe it's just not your cup of tea. Maybe that's just like not right, you know? Yeah. Like you shouldn't be like, listen, for years, I mean, like not that many years, sorry, many years ago, I used to take, like when I would have indigestion, I used to take Zantac, which now it's like come out to be one of the worst things ever. I know so many people who take omeprazole or Zantac, they take either what we call PPIs, which is a proton pump inhibitor medication, and or they take H2 blockers, which is also basically it's, it's stopping all the acid from digesting your food. And then they need to take digestive enzymes because they can't digest their food. Let me explain that to you. They take <laughs> it's so backwards, something to kind stop of. the acid, then they can't digest their food, and then they're left with this feeling of fullness and food in their stomach, and they then take enzymes to try and digest it. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, okay, no. We've got to first figure out why you even need this to begin with because you shouldn't need the medication in the absence of certain disorders. So the idea here is um, everybody is going to need support in things temporarily here and there. And I'm all for that. But if you need to take something every single day to manage a symptom, we want to look deeper. Now, but let's go back for a second because you asked a really good question, which is like, what about people who just want to take supplements to be healthy? And to that, I say, well, look, as we get older, our ability to digest and absorb and our need for nutrients is greater. So we'll find that as people tend to get older, they need a little bit more supplemental support. We might want our, you know, a multivitamin for a geriatric population or, you know, a really nice green powder or red powder with lots of nutrients just to help us get the things that we need. Those are great. They're sort of lifestyle supplements. They're supportive. I'm all for that. I just want to make sure that we're doing things in the service of like, I'm doing this preventatively and to be healthy and it's not overwhelming because if you go on any blog, any health blog, every day they're going to tell you a different supplement you should be taking. That's crazy making. Yeah. So they really need to, once again, this is how we always end our conversations, right? First, let's balance our diet. Let's get our greens, let's get our veggies, let's do all of that first, understand what our bodies are actually feeling, what's affecting and what's not affecting it. And then we should definitely not abuse things like, you know, anti what do you, uh, anti-acids or even the probiotics or even the digestive enzymes, like anything that we're using every day like that is a big like like signal that something's not working properly now let's go to like the the question i get all the time which is like okay well what are your top five supplements right like let's let's summarize that for everybody all right go you've got two (laughs) minutes left and we're done (laughs) um i think we can think about the top five and when i say top five the most commonly recommended would be fish oil because it has so many benefits to brain skin heart anti-inflammatory think about 
vitamin D. If somebody is low, is not able to get outside and get sun, really important to make sure that you have good levels. That doesn't mean crazy high doses. It means normal, adequate doses. Um, if somebody's not doing fish oil, another great recommendation could be turmeric or curcumin, which is a lot of F, like anti-inflammatory beneficial um, aspects. Uh, the third one would be a probiotic. And it may be a prebiotic, but I do think supporting the gut, sometimes it, it's just for a little while, but having that on hand. So we're going uh, probiotic, fish oil, vitamin D. I'm a big fan of magnesium. Very, very, very low doses, not high at all. But I think we really deplete magnesium in our soil. It's got a tremendous role in relaxation and gut function and brain function. So um, magnesium would be in that top five. And then um, I think... We can look at antioxidants, things like vitamin C, or maybe a combination of, of vitamins that can be beneficial to support. Some people, like I said, will do like a green powder or a red powder or something that's overall and comprehensive. Yes, you get a lot of that from your diet, which I think you should continue to do. Um, but we're looking at antioxidants for prevention of disease. When you say when you say a green powder, I'm just gonna jump in here. Do you mean like no, a moringa I mean, like powder? You'll see, it's like the powder extract of like broccoli and kale and spinach and. Um, now you oh, wouldn't need to do okay, that because okay, you okay. have a green juice every day, right? So, but like, yes. this... right. by the way, that's gonna be the next one because oh, you just said it. I was gonna finish <laughs> that because I was like, I wanted to say I, my question, which I'm gonna ask it, but we're not gonna answer is, um, and then I'll let you finish. Is that I was thinking the other day, I'm like, I make this green juice every morning, and I put my this, and I put my that, and da da da, and then I'm like. Uh, is it okay that I'm blending it? Is it okay that I'm drinking it blended and processed and juiced and all so of those kind of it. questions? I was like breaking down Anne Marie's green juice. Yes, and is it beneficial? Is it good? Is am I messing so, it up? And I want the take home for this. Yeah, this to be for everybody that supplements are not all bad. And they're not all good either. And they can make a drastic improvement in what you're feeling. But just like medication, you don't walk into a pharmacy and pull something off the shelf. Like you've got to have an understanding of A, what you're looking for and B, why you're taking it and C, where it came from. And then you can really benefit from supplemental therapies, treating whatever the condition is that you have. But they do need to be treated with a little bit more sort of scrutiny than just walking in and getting a ton of things. Or letting oh the GNC yeah, the 16-year-old of myself making, you know, $3 more <laughs> per hour because I sold two buy one, get one free. It's like unbelievable. Thank, thankfully, because look where I am now. Oh, and I really learned, you know, That's definitely. True. Yeah. Something oh good came goodness. out of it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you liked this episode. <laughs> I really liked it. But I learned a lot. I could do I love part it. two it's, it's through awesome. 25 of this because I love talking about something. Well, good, because I plan on being here for many years to come and many, 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 many more seasons. So thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good day.